0: Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time. This week will be just like any other week. We've got some leaked PDFs of that racist-ass Star Frontiers reboot, and also something just called Wizards of the Coast Project 6. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about them both at length. All that and the musical stylings of Neutral Milk Hotel on today's System Mastery. Welcome back. It's System Mastery. I'm Jeff, joined as always by my co host John. Always. Always. Always and forever. Mm-hmm. Yep, you've got me. Always me- forever. Near and far, always together. <laughs> <laughs> How many Betty Who references have we done on the show before, do you know? Uh-huh. Might be the first. Could it, could it be? Could this be? <laughs> We're going to have to take that one to the tapes. <laughs> Let's. Not to a clip. I was so disappointed. I was just telling you this the other day, but I was so disappointed because I like to, in my head, whenever I hear a song, just like try to sing other songs to it to see if I can get them to match. Just, yeah. like it's just, just th- the mashup game. It's my mashup game. I, we're both just natural mashup guys. <laughs> so I was listening to some Chumbawamba song that's on the same album as, as Tub Thumping. So Yeah, same album, but yeah. no one cares because no one ever remembers anything but the tub thumping yeah you know i also like whatever happened to mary but other than that there's pretty much just the one chumbo song but it was a different one it was called drip 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 and i didn't hate it it was a pretty good song but also you could sing always forever the betty who song to it perfectly <laughs> yeah the no the, change the chorus point points were the exact length of the entirety of always forever so you could just sing the whole song uh, inside the other song and i was very excited to make this discovery and then immediately disappointed to realize that no one likes either of those songs so it's not a very useful mashup. Not I wonder if perhaps it, like a, a mashups work with an algebraic property, where if you take two negatives and you multiply them by each other, you actually get a positive mashup. I mean, I feel like you would get, if you put that out, you would get like some cred on it just from people going like, Damn! <laughs> yeah, probably be more people like, whoa, stunt mashup, rather than play this shit at booty. Well, yeah, this isn't going to be a mashup that's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, this is time to get in the club, but they're like, oh, I'll play this at home. <laughs> and let me tell you, I've got tons of those. That are just mashups that I'm like, I would never want to go dance to this, but it's a fucking great mashup. Yeah, there's that one that combines all six of the samey sounding bands from the 2000s. They're like Coldplay and and uh, <laughs> Snow Patrol and shit like that. And it's oh, and Jason Mraz, and it just takes all of them and just puts them all together. And be like, hey, did you know these are all the same fucking guys? <laughs> did you know all this shit is the same? Uh, I actually really like that mashup, but, <laughs> but again, it's not one that you know, you're going to play at a party to get the uh, people on the floor. Yeah, it's not getting booty shaken, but no. it is going to make people go like, huh, neat. It's the kind of thing you'd play at a wedding if you want people to be like, huh, neat. They, they could have just played these six songs in a row. It would have been fine. It would have made perfect sense at this boring-ass wedding. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't paying attention, my brain might have assumed they just did. <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing so good mm-hmm. on this the day of my daughter's birthday. Oh, well, I mean, that's good to hear. Is she born was she born today? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and she's a bouncing baby girl mm. of ten years old, named System Mastery. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Uh we I guess if you want to say that the LLC is our girl. Then... It's our sweet baby. <laughs> yeah. It's our anniversary it is and i tell you what normally uh we don't really do anything for anniversaries normally no, we, we did do sp- we do we do personal stuff no normally we do stuff for round number episodes so oh, no. 25 50 and so on mm-hmm. but for anniversaries we're just kind of like hey did you know yeah. anyway but we also you and i oh we- we'll usually get a drink we go to a place that called the dumpling inn and shanghai saloon which is this great like, like uh, Hong Kong cowboy themed restaurant? Oh, it's fucking amazing! But you're like, yo, give me a plate of pot stickers and your greatest goblet of whatever nonsense you have. That's the thing is they have these unbelievably great authentic Chinese dumplings of all kinds, and then also the biggest goofiest drinks in the world. Oh yeah. Just like, hey, give me a soup dumpling Mm -hmm. and an entire bowl of punch with alcohol. Thank you. Also, they are extremely good at being closed on every one of our actual show anniversaries. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) I mean, today is a Monday. They're closed on Mondays. We know not to go this time. We've learned that lesson. We have learned because we have done it, I want to say, at least five times. Mm -hmm. We have driven to this place and gone Oh, fucking Mondays. Oh, yeah. We're like Garfield. Every time we want to celebrate an anniversary, we're just like, oh, I fucking hate Mondays. <laughs> Every time. Our anniversaries are always on Mondays. And we always go to Dumpling Inn, and we're like, god damn it. And then we end up at, like, Filippi's, one of the local pizza joints. Yeah, we're just like, well, I guess we'll gorge ourselves on some other nonsense. What's your biggest, fruitiest drink? And they're like, uh, a Michelob. <laughs> they're like... Well, we have a grapefruit IPA. Thank you and no. Would you like to look at our list of stuff on the menu that's labeled ciders? It's three hard kombuchas and a seltzer. (laughs) Fucking, that pissed me off so much. Going to OG's and they're like, oh, here's our beer list and here's all the beers and wines and you know splitting the beers by different types and they have a cider section and it is just kombucha seltzers and a sour i'm I'm like you don't even have a cider (laughs) fuck you don't let beer spill into the fucking cider list that's fucking embarrassing you motherfuckers (laughs) and i even like a decent cider and this was a shitty beery cider or sour sour yeah and it tasted because you ordered the sour yeah, I, I was like, oh, well, it. I like a sour. I only like cider, so I was gonna, I'll was, just get a fucking cocktail. And it was fine, but that that sour, you were right. It it, it tasted like... I, I ate an orange right before I took a sip of it, and I was like, oh, it tastes like the orange I'm eating. And you were like, no, you're going to have to try to get admit it again in a minute because it tastes like nothing. Yeah, it just tastes <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a message to all of our listeners who are restaurateurs. Um, if you have a... If you have a cider section, put one cider in it. Just fucking put an Angry Orchard. I don't care. Angry Orchard or or Strongbow, just one of the basics. Just put that in there and have it on... You know, and if I'm wrong and if no one ever orders it, you can just tell me. Just send us a comment. They're like, hey. Just be like, yeah, no one's ever ordered a cider ever. The only cider orders we've ever had have been for Stella's, and then we tell them it's Stella's Cider, and they're like, oh, never mind. That's fine. If if that's true, then I apologize, but I I gotta... you I'm know what? So mad have a cider. So fucking kombuchas. If you can't have a cider, then maybe put a Mike's Hard on there for a guy. <laughs> Help a brother out. I actually don't even care if there's Mike's Hard anymore. I checked get recently. Get me a fucking Zima is yeah, what I'm that's, saying. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I checked recently and Mike's Hard has discontinued the limeade. Oh. You cannot get it and you haven't been able to able to for years. No Mike's Hard lime? Yeah, that was the only good one. Well, I guess cherry lemon was fine. Anyway, Anyway, yeah, ten years, and here we are talking drink orders. Yeah, well here's the thing. Uh it's ten years, and you know what? I'm feeling self-indulgent, and you can go fuck yourself if you don't like it. Hey, come on. I, I don't need that kind of listeners for you and me to celebrate. Listeners? Oh, oh, you meant the listeners. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You <laughs> you're okay, but her real fucking ugly. No listeners, we love you. Don't, don't, <laughs> John told me before this episode that he was open to piss people off. I would, I was like, <laughs> I want to make as many people as angry as possible with an episode where we don't review anything, and we just jerk ourselves off we the whole time. We did that once. That was one of the April Fool's episodes. And here's the thing. I tweeted out about the anniversary uh-huh. earlier today, and a whole bunch of you people... Uh, what do you mean, you people? I mean, listeners. Okay, thank you. Uh, responded with... You know, bits that you loved and games that we reviewed and episodes that you loved. And of course, at least a couple people were like, that fucking 7C April Fools episode where you never talk about 7C is amazing. We did get some, I I would say, out of the April Fools episodes we've done, that one generated the most anger. Oh, yeah. Because we always get tons of response from the April Fools, mostly positive. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) that one was like, hey, what the fuck? And we're like, dude, that's the joke. Chill out. (laughs) No one yelled at Red Letter Media when they did it for the holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I actually have to assume that that is 100% not true and that the comment feed for that episode is fucking heinous. Oh, I have to assume the comment feed for literally anyone that is remotely famous is terrible. Yeah. So I I, I guess I'm wrong about that. I'm going to go ahead and guess. I'm going to guess. I'm I'm going to guess you're always wrong. (laughs) But yeah, the, I I, uh, I know we didn't do an April Fool's this year. And, and I got to tell you, granted... I and actually, here it is, April Fool's! So I actually just straight <laughs> up forgot to plan one this year. We were real busy right around then, and the year, thing th- is, I the kept, world sucked. I kept thinking. I was like, what are we going to do for April Fool's? Oh, I have ideas. That's my problem. Oh, well, you should have told me. No, like I said, I just Because I would have been forgot. on it. Yeah, I know. We'll do it next year. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. But, and that uh, is, I mean, again, talking about the 10-year, one of the earliest traditions that we ever did was April doing Fool's. shit for April Fool's. Yeah, I was excited about it. And, and the wind has been slowly... I hate to say it, because I'm still very excited and happy to make the show. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'm really glad this is what I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, nothing takes the wind out of my sails like prepping an April Fool's episode and putting a shitload of work into it, and then logging on on April 1st to, to post it, and seeing all these people are like, April Fool's is a damaging, shitty holiday for assholes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, okay. I guess maybe because a lot of people use it to just tell cheap, shitty lies... Yes. But- I mean, most of the time they're like, oh, this is terrible and I hate this holiday because mostly it's people coming out and just saying shit that isn't true and, you know, being kind of not sensitive to other people around them. Yeah. But I'm like, but it's such a great holiday when you're using it Constructive- correctly yeah. Constructively to do fun bits. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but... I get that. It's just that every year now, I'm like, oh, boy, April Fool's. I can't wait to post this elaborate thing we made. Remember that that fucking Seventh Seas episode was like 46 tracks we had to merge together. Huh? Uh, oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Because of all the drops into different storylines. Yeah, when we got midway through the episode <laughs> and we were like, oh, we're just going to drop into different shows Constantly, <laughs> each one leading into the next one, and then get to the bottom, and then each one leading back up to the previous. And they all needed opening and closing bumper stings, so they all, every one of them had like three tracks each. Oh, yeah. And then when I logged onto Post-it, the first thing I saw was someone just like, April Fool's is a hateful holiday. Anyone who celebrates (laughs) April Fools is automatically a bad person. (laughs) I was just like, oh, come on. Oh, my wind. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) My sails. The wind and my sails. How am I going to get across these no seventh seas? (laughs) God, it took basically a year for us to get around to that. Because it took us like a year, and then the next April, we did it. So Mm -hmm. we only had, from the start the first April that we were doing that, that we didn't do the April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because we did the, was a Duckman first, right? Yeah, we did Duckman first, and, uh, God, I love, can we talk about Duckman then? Let's talk about the okay. Duckman a little first bit. First of all, let's explain to everybody, just so no one's still sitting there with their hopes up. This is going to just sort of be like a self-evaluate, this is like an afterthought with no QA. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening mean, right QA now. The QA is basically, we are answering questions you might have about shit we've done, and I don't care. <laughs> This is me with, uh, just, you know, pants off, porky Pig in it, lounging around, not caring. Okay. We, okay. As long as you're taking full credit for that, cause you know how neurotic I am. If oh, I, I see even one comment that's like, you fucking wasted my time. I'm canceling my pledge. If you don't review a game exactly once every two weeks, I will send a bomb to your house. Look, then like, I, that, that's the thing that worries me. Everyone, everyone listening right now. If you're angry that we're going to spend an episode just deep deep up our own ass, then please do not send a generic letter or tweet or anything to system mastery where Jeff might see it. Mm-hmm. I am at gurgle spasm and you can come for me. I'll still see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna- to find a way. I'll spend every morning the next month Waking up like it's Christmas morning because I might find out that someone hates me. I will block you (laughs) from my account. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) Nothing gets me out of bed faster than the the, the immediate fear that someone might be mad at me. Yeah, just a kid on Christmas running downstairs to be like, Does Santa hate me? Who hates me the most this year? (laughs) Just shaking a package. It sounds like disappointment. (laughs) It sounds like... The internet, everyone on the internet. <laughs> oh, even the box thinks I'm the worst. Oh, what do you know? The wrapping paper just says "fuck you, you suck." So, so anyway, that's the premise. But sure, we can start with Duckman. Let's talk about the Duckman. I mean, process. speaking about "fuck you, you suck," that is the Duckman RPG. And Duckman was very much collaborative. Like that—that that was back when I—I don't think we'd monetized the show yet. So, oh yeah. So my fear of pissing people off was present, obviously, but a lot less. Yes. So, I I, I mean, I remember we were at, like, a, a card night dinner party thing, and we were just breathlessly planning it in front of a bunch of other people. We're, we, and again, we didn't plan much. We were just like, oh, it's going to be Duckman. It's got to be Duckman, because people will believe Duckman. Well, yeah, we didn't discuss rule one until we when, were on the air. Yeah, when we started with it, we were like, all right, so we know the idea that mm-hmm. we want to do is fake RPG. Yeah. And then we were like, what's the best way to do a fake RPG? And we're like... It has to be a licensed thing yeah, that hasn't enough. been an RPG, but that has enough like that has enough cultural cachet that you could believe it, but is obscure enough that you would also believe you hadn't heard of it. Mm-hmm. So it had to really thread that needle, and Duckman fit so perfect. It did. You can't do a non-licensed RPG, because people will believe it, and it's not really very fair to them. No, because the if I'm thing. just like, hey, we reviewed uh, Thunder World, and it yeah. was an RPG, and it sucked, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we found a game called Fantasy Strike Adventures, and uh, it uses dice. And, yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I've been doing this for de- for a decade now, and I still wouldn't be surprised if you told me there's a D&D like I just haven't heard of. Oh, for Who- sure. <laughs> there are, like, still now games that we find, I go, how the fuck, what? That was the Kevin and Kel thing where I was like, the fuck? what the fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you <laughs> saying to me right now? It happened to me like a, two months ago with Red Dwarf having an RPG. It's one of those things where every time I see an RPG that I have never heard of, I'm like, how has this managed to slip? And it's not even like, oh, because it's new. Like, no, this is from like 95 and you've never heard of it mm-hmm. and it's got a license behind it. And I'm like, yeah. how am I just now hearing about this? Yeah. And that's why I feel like Duckman was the perfect one to get people because you're like, oh, obviously it's, it's just obscure enough but a thing you know of and not enough that you're going to be like, oh, I want that RPG so I'm going to go look to buy it. You're going to go, Oh, this sounds like a trash game. It's hilarious. They did that. And it's, oh, it's just the, just that perfect little bit to get you got. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can I tell you the other thing about the legacy of the Duckman game is that for eight years now, I have been trying to figure out who the fuck owns the rights. It is just so I can see who who to license it from. It is inscrutable. It's impossible. I was on the phone with Ahmet Zappa once. Not kidding. Once I met Zappa, the son of Frank Zappa, one of the several famous kids of his, because he might own the rights, and I got a connection. I have a long old friend who's like a, who has been a million jobs in Hollywood. She currently runs a production company that makes commercials, but she at the time she was a, a PA for oh what's his name Gore Verbinski, mm, um, and, the old verb. Yeah, I, I might want to blur that later, just because I don't I, I don't know if I want to out my because it's probably trackable at that point. But I was like, hey, please help me find who owns this. And and she had a friend who had a friend who, like, was in charge of knowing about rights for things. And they put me in contact with Ahmed Zappa, who confirmed that his family might own part of it, but not enough to sign things. And said, that sounds like a great idea, though. Best of luck. (laughs) Yeah. Duckman is one of those things where the rights have basically been treated like the villain from a fantasy novel where they have been cut into pieces and scattered to the eight (laughs) winds so that they shall never come again and darken the land. Because we're like, we already wrote the fucking game, and it's fine. Just let let us put pictures of Ajax and Charles and Mambo and shit in there and put it on a shelf. Let us use the words. Yeah, and and, uh, we're at the point now where I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to kickstart it, and whoever sends me the cease and desist letter, that's who I ask about (laughs) licensing. Yeah, you're like... Look, I'm going to get as public as I can about this thing and see if anyone stops me. (laughs) There's a chance that no one would. It's possible everyone else might be like, well, I've got part of it, but not enough that I think I can cease and desist. They probably got permission from the other person. At this point, it's some ship of Theseus shit. (laughs) It's just a real big game of chicken where everyone with the rights has to be like, Ooh, do I come forward and say I have enough to do it? Because then if someone challenges me and they find out they have more than me, then they'll have control. Like, there's a point where it was, when it was originally broadcast, it was on Fox. So I'm like, wait, does Disney own it now? Who the fuck has it? Who knows? If it's Disney, then I don't want to do the Kickstarter thing. (laughs) They'll murder me. It won't be a cease and desist. I'll wake up dead. They'll use one of their Disney satellites to drop a tungsten rod on my house. Which is exactly what will happen if anyone ever doesn't like me for even a second. <laughs> God bless. So, yeah, the Duckman thing was an experience. It was a really fun one to do, and it was, it was neat. I think the neatest thing about it, because we made up the rules on the fly during the episode, was that people caught out that it was fake because we made a mistake in the rule structure. <laughs> people were like, oh, that's te- that means it's technically possible to make a starting character that has zero health. I think this might be fake, you guys. Oh, you think? What was best about that was the people who were calling us out were like, guys, I think you may have been fed bum information. Yeah, it's not, hey guys, I think you are terrible pranksters, and it is April 1st. They're just like guys, I'm really worried for you. You may have been fed a wrong bill of sale, and for like, oh, you precious child. I love you, and thank you for thinking the best of us. We're we're goblins though, so you need to realize that. I saw, a, that one almost made it out into the world. I saw it showing up in like a couple places. What's fun about when your when you're work like that goes even, a t- it was a tiniest bit viral, like the yeah. tiniest possible bit. Like it made it to Reddit and the Penny Arcade forums, which were still relevant in 2014 or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, and uh, but the thing is, when it when it went viral, it went viral by like two guys made a Duckman thing. Ha! Huh. Do like, you want to link to it, or you want to you want to say their names, or Any, no, yeah, no, anything? Not, two guys made a Duckman thing. I think it went like this. I made this Duckman thing. You made this? <laughs> I made I made this. <laughs> so one of these days we'll try that again, and it'll actually hit. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All the, the uh, episodes we're going to do from this point forward are going to be about real episodes, or uh, real sh- games. They're going to be about real episodes that we've done. From now on, this is a System Mastery <laughs> retrospective podcast. All right, let's start with Heroes Unlimited. Here All we right, go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next ten years, baby! Uh, Heroes Unlimited was a real dismal episode because we were still afraid to just be, like, goofy on the mic. So there you go. That's our full review. Oh, I'm review. getting goofy on the mic, baby. <laughs> Two out of ten. Oh, yeah. Should probably do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah but i mean duckman was just a fucking insane amount of fun that's one of the earliest happiest memories i have of the show because i don't have a lot of memory at all yeah i mean the fact that you have it at all is why it's such a happy memory well, all the other memories i have that are from that far back are of people who just dis- disliked me <laughs> yeah yeah you just I- have memories of <laughs> one person being like Oh, I don't think this was right. And then, you know, I have the memory of you rushing to me going, John, we've ruined ourselves. (laughs) One person on the internet does not like our content. They're all talking about it. You know what I I honestly kind of miss like when it comes to sort of generic negative comments on the internet? There's one that we don't see anymore that I kind of miss, Uh which is people shouting to the rafters, like going on Twitter and, and being like, because they thought we were more famous than we were. Because they'd go on Twitter and be like, does anyone who knows at System Mastery, like that kind of thing, they were hoping that a lot of people would know who we were so that they could ask a question about how they dislike us, which is like, do you, does anyone know a podcast that's just like System Mastery, but they don't think they're funny, so they don't tell any jokes, and it's just a cold review of a role-playing game from start to finish? Does anyone have that? We used to get like one of those a month. There was, back in the day, <laughs> there was apparently enough people who were so hungry... For someone to sit down and apparently just paraphrase the rules of a book at them with nothing else. Yeah. That they were like, I need that. I hate that there are bits. <laughs> These guys are talking bits and I do not like it. Yeah, so I I vaguely we haven't seen one of those in forever. My my best guess is that somewhere out there there's that game that, that podcast now. If someone made that. Someone and- may have sat down and been like <laughs> And now for a story about a book. Yeah. Just in like, this book, you will need the following dice. I will now read the old RPG Net purple review of this, where they give it five stars but say it isn't very good. <laughs> uh, and then you know either there's a very small community that fucking loves that, or all of them went. Oh wait a minute, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just know that we haven't seen that one in a while. I wonder if it's just because we've kind of become established. I mean, I assume enough people know before coming in and now. That might be it, yeah. They're like, yeah, no one's coming in here thinking like, ah, yes, Uh, an intellectual erudite dissection of this old game. (laughs) Ooh, the Kevin and Kel RPG. I can't wait to hear what sense it has. What's on the nose? (laughs) Now to get a snifter of brandy and sit down in my favorite chair. (laughs) Hound to me. One hand on my wolf hound, (laughs) please. Uh, start a crackling fire and let the, uh, the podcast soothe with the tones. First, And I then must've... we come in and we're like, fucking woo! goobada goobada <laughs> Wooster, my smoking jacket, that will be all for tonight. <laughs> I will wear nothing else. <laughs> I'll be Porky Pig in it, I mean, Wooster. I, I meant that Wooster was getting sent home, but I'll accept that as well. <laughs> There's nothing I enjoy more than a crackling fire upon my exposed nutsack, Wooster. We all know that. Everyone is aware of that. Very good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hanging brain. Very good, <laughs> sir. Shall I fetch, sir,'s brain cur- pillow? <laughs> Get me the cravat for my brain. <laughs> it's a little fucking just a tiny embroidered pillow. I'm picturing for some reason, pretty much just made out of Shivas Regal bag. Oh. It's just that. I'm I'm imagining the same shit that you bring like a ring to someone on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like just a tiny little like ring bearer pillow. Obviously brought to you by a tiny little ring bearer, but we don't want it to be gross, because that'd be like a kid that has to go yeah. through your, your exposed brain. So instead, obviously it's just a corgi with that tied to its back. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And then the corgi cor- overstays its welcome, and the hound just goes, chuff. And the corgi <laughs> and the- and the cor- just scoots out. Ah, yes. Very good. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's my- I'm picturing that as the replacement for the old Max L uh, cassette commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then he's just blown away by our dumb horse shit coming through the speakers. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, this role playing game says some stupid shit. Hey, did you know that dice are w- 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 wacky? <laughs> Dude gets fucking brain explo- <laughs> inflated like a sail and he blows out of the room. <laughs> Woo! We could have said ball bag that whole time. That's commitment. That's to just, to just call it brain the whole time. <laughs> we established a, a, a joke mm-hmm. and we stayed. Mm-hmm. That's how you do. Stay the course. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else is. There? What else do you want? To I talk mean, about? as far as famous bits and other shit we've done. I mean, we have to talk about cheese dudes. Obviously, oh, God, we have to talk about cheese dudes and forever. I know. Like dude. I have cheese dudes pins coming out of my ears over here. We got cheese dude merch we got t-shirts we got pins we got that's it <laughs> that's all we got those are the two things but i had stickers made at one point but they're gone eh. <laughs> i loved cheese dudes because it was the first recurring bit yeah. that we had yeah yeah and it got it got elaborate. There was a point where it had, like, a manager, and we had a voice for the manager of, uh, uh, like, the, the brand identity, managed like, the CEO of well, Cheese be, Dudes. Because of the, I mean, which is its own topic, the first afterthoughts we did with the sketches. Mm-hmm. But there were times where we would do, like, some Cheese Dude commercial shit for sketches, and then that built the lore. And, of course, the lore all about, like, you could definitely find one off strip Vegas, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a bunch of locations where they existed for real. Part of the fun was to tell people to gently insist that they've been to one recently and just sort of just oh don't just don't confirm that it's not real, just be like, oh no, i was I think I was at one once in Vegas, maybe it was off off strip, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like six blocks from binions that's what we're talking here, like not. Yeah. You know, you got to go past the nugget and then just keep walking into the night. And that's also the way you order the best meal at Cheese Dudes. (laughs) I'd like to walk past the nugget. (laughs) Very good, sir. And then a tiny corgi runs out. So. Yeah, the corgi's name is Nugget. <laughs> Which is a perfect name for a corgi. Right. And then he leads you to your table, mm-hmm. you walk past him, <laughs> you say, grab your seat, <laughs> and then the waiter comes out, and it's Wooster, and we've connected the bits. <laughs> the bits is an Ouroboros, much like this show, eating its own ass. I found a job with 80% less exposed testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight, you haven't! <laughs> Oh, very good, sir. <laughs> Shall I bring you your complimentary ball cup dipping sauces? Uh, of course. <laughs> and keep them coming. I like to freshen. <laughs> good God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're still listening to this, that you're a true fan. What was the uh what was the original conversation? Oh cheese dudes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was just some bullshit. I don't think there was ever an instigating factor. I oh. remember that it predates the show. Yes. So cheese dudes, before we ever even made an episode, there was a point where we were driving somewhere, and we just decided, like, man, I wish there was a play. It was the honestly, it's the same thing, but even earlier than the like, the nugs for McDonald's where you get like beef nugs and mm-hmm. pork nugs. Yes. It was. I want to go to a place that's like fried cheese, but not just mozzarella, where you could get any type of cheese you wanted fried and brought out to you. Yes, exactly. And it was supposed like little triangular wedges so that it wasn't just mozzarella sticks. So the whole idea was like a new kind of mozzarella or or cheese uh, snack that was fried cheese, but you could pick your cheese. Yeah, the whole point was they would then pair it with the correct dipping sauce. It'd be like, okay... I wanted to get a camembert triangle deep fried. What is the correct sauce for that? And they'd be like, "Ah, very good, sir. That's going to be like a balsamic vinaigrette and and pear reduction glaze." Yeah, and uh, so the whole idea was the cheapest ass thing, which is cheese like mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. but made into the hoity toityest thing you could possibly do. But, you know, still fried and everything, just like the same oh, yeah. batter and frying. That was like the, that was the idea, the, the initial concept, like. And this was like a year before the show existed. Oh, We were yeah. just in a car being like, there would be fucking great if there was a place called Cheese Dudes. And we even got into it. We were like, well, a lot of cheese dudes. Because I think we melt. started calling the actual triangles Cheese Dudes. Yes, they were before Cheese Before it became yeah. a restaurant, it was like, oh, yeah, you could get some Cheese Dudes at a place. Yeah, it'd be neat if you could go like Chuck E. Cheese and order a basket of Cheese Dudes. And then it turned into its own whole restaurant. I don't know. I don't even have a... I I guess we're explaining the lore now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were the restaurants that we had... That were our own dumb restaurants that were basically friendlies, but it was our stupid restaurants? <laughs> oh, yeah. <It> Har Har's. Tim <laughs> Willy's, or whatever? Yeah. I think that one might be a Simpsons thing, but yeah, Har Har's wasn't. Yeah, welcome to Har Har's. or something. <laughs> Har Har's was like, yeah, the restaurant and they serve you Cheese Dudes. And then that evolved to be, the restaurant is Cheese Dudes and all they do is this. And then that evolved to, no... Cheese Dudes is a restaurant that, yes, it does that, but it's also like a nightmare version of TGI Fridays. Yes. I and mean, I think you can even go further back with this bit, because part of what we do is just... People, you know this about us already, that we just talk like this all the time, and this isn't like a thing we do for the show. No. Um, but I think Har Har's was an offshoot of Google Bell's. I think, I think Har Har's might have come first, oh. because Har Har's... Welcome to Har Hars was a response we had. If we made a shitty joke, one of our friends would go, Har Har. And then that became, welcome to Har Hars, Uh, as the response. And then that became a thing. And then... We were at a hotel in Los Angeles for an event or something, and the they had a sign that said "Google Abel," as if like this. this yeah, was, you... g- it was Googleable Yes, and we were like, "What? Go- Googleabel? <laughs> bell That sounds like a minor league baseball player." Is that Patty Labelle's minor league baseball player son? <laughs> and so Google-a-Bell became the spokesman for Har Har's. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually he Get a big glass to- of yump over at Har Har's. <laughs> that's right we made a bunch of food for it and everything god damn our lore for our bits keeps going there's shit as much as we have said on air about a lot of our dumb bits know that if we had been writing this down you would have like a 5e compatible source book for cheese dudes at this point (laughs) well like i said there was a point where we had a ceo and a mascot Oh, yeah. A- and uh, and a full menu, I believe. There was a whole bunch of stuff that went onto the menu. God, we we had the menu too jokes, much shit. The menu jokes were all based on like the uh, the how Olive Garden names tend to be sort of Italian-esque. You know? Yes. <laughs> it was like the Fiesta Taco Explosion platter and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The seven kind of things. The, yes, <laughs> the seven kind of things. The party platterino, which was the small one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it I love that shit <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since we did any of that maybe the 10 year mark is the point maybe that's our moment to start bringing back like cheese dudes and donkey talk and shit <laughs> wait a minute is this an episode of donkey talk gonna ride that donkey donkey down to the honky tonky it's gonna get funky funky oh oh gonna ride that donkey donkey down to the honky tonky it's gonna get funky funky oh oh Hey, welcome back to Donkey Talk. We got old. Hee-haw, hee-haw, it's Donkey Talk. Yep, in the past six years since we last did any Donkey Talk content for y'all, we both gained radio DJ accents and turned into hybrid donk-haws! <laughs> I've been on the road for Motley Crew the last six years. Oh. <laughs> People kept telling us to make more donkey content, but something about it made us stubborn. Yeah, well, I remember when I was doing a set, setting up the amps for Motley Crue over at Pleasure Island, Mm. I started breaking some plates and smoking cigars like I love to, and then, oh, I got these ears. uh indeed you know ever since i was invited out there by the lead singer of motley Crue, who of course is a fat italian man who has a carriage of course and his friend the fox (laughs) it's the fox and the cat don't forget the cat now the cat's not his friend (laughs) they're not friends don't fuck that up i believe believe me that'll that'll... (laughs) That'll mess things up for the fox (laughs) Wait, which one was the lead singer volley crew? Uh, the carriageman? No, no, which one was the lead who I can only remember Nikki Six. <laughs> was it all was it all was it also Vince Neil? Uh, who possibly knows? <laughs> Look, I couldn't tell you. I was high for six years! And the part of my brain that remembers band front men is now dedicated to eating grasses. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Have you got any hey, brother? <laughs> you know I don't. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> and that concludes A Donkey Talk. We're going to ride that donkey donkey down to the honky-tonky. It's going to get funky-funky. We're going to ride that donkey donkey down to the honky-tonky. It's going to get funky-funky. I'm sure, the singer was Pitney. Yeah, I don't. I only remembered his name because of a Venture Brothers joke, where like a gorilla man ate him or something. I mean, the fact that we didn't mention Tommy Lee is incredible to me. Oh, that's right, he was in Motley Crue. Yes, I only remember him as the person that Sebastian Stan played in that movie. <laughs> hey, at least I was right with both people I named. That was a gamble, man honestly i'm impressed like for real when you busted that shit out i was like dude nice (laughs) yeah i've already looked it up mick mars was not gonna ever come out of my mouth oh no i don't know four people in there and three of them will get named and one of them no (laughs) most bands i'm gonna be like uh, i don't know there's that one guy which is weird in the case that for this one it's the lead guitarist that everyone's like who? <laughs> <laughs> was he any good? Does, do do we remember uh, Motley Cruz having rockin' guitar? I remember Kickstart My Heart's pretty good guitar and sure. All right, Mick Mars is underrated, I guess. I guess. Uh, what the fuck did Motley did uh, Tommy Lee even do? Drummer. Oh. Ah, the wise ever give I guess it's just because of his dick? Sometimes people give a shit because you fuck someone. <laughs> Sometimes not- a sex tape happens and you go from a drummer to Tommy Lee. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> Is that also what happened for Tommy Lee Jones? Yes. Is that? Yeah. Sometimes you go from a drummer to Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> you just fuck the right person and you're Tommy Lee Jones. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the Cohen brothers. <laughs> that would have been extremely unfortunate. <laughs> so so anyway, there you go. There's some donkey talk for the first time in forever. Oh, God. I, I love our old bits. I love that. I mean... I'm going to say this. I'm glad that no one on any of the threads said anything about the hot dog questions, (laughs) because unlike Cheese Dudes, that's one that I think we started and then it bit us in the ass. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. I think, well, ultimately, it fell by the wayside the way that most, like, audience QA things do which is where, you know, you've been to conventions where, where a celebrity is being interviewed on stage, especially in the situation where it's a funny celebrity or, like, their job is that they're about. Oh, yeah. Someone has jokes. Yeah, they're about to have jokes. And the problem with hot dog questions is that it's really hard to ask the question without either, like, trying to do the jokes in the question yeah. or refer- referring to old jokes from previous answers. Yeah. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just a hard format to do. Um, it's another thing that predates the show. Uh, which, which again, a lot of our old bits are just the two of us driving somewhere. And that one was just me. So many of our early bits are just, we are driving to go get a food and one of us starts spouting nonsense. Yes. And that one was me just being like, Hey John, would you eat a hot dog if it floated up to you on a raft while you were on a, also on a raft in the middle of an ocean? I I mean, I don't know that that was the first one, but there was definitely one where it's like, Hey, man, would you eat a hot dog if you found it, like, in the dirt? It looks fine. It's pristine. It's not dirty. Yeah. But, like, it's just sitting there, would you? And then it just escalated. Yes. It was the same thing. It was just a series of... Incre- I mean, the other thing is it was a chance to play the pretty standard, like, comedy bang-bang would-you-rather game, but with a focus to it. Yes. Because the whole thing was like, oh, I'm going to ask you if you eat this hot dog, and you could ask me literally any question about it. But if you ever listen to comedy, bang, bang, that's the same premise. It's a would you rather question. It's like, would you rather do this or this? Yeah. And you can ask me any question. It also has that same problem where the premise tends to be over convoluted. It's the same thing you see in an improv advice is, that, you know, when you said improv, be simple. A couple of words. You don't want to be like, oh, uh, OK, for this scene, I want that guy to be John Lennon. And that guy's Paul McCartney. And that guy's. David Bowie and the three of you are arguing over the prices of apples at the local pear auction and it's like that's too the fuck it's much. Too much it's too much too much you can't have a joke come naturally at that point yes exactly so the uh the, the problem with with the uh, comedy bang bang would be thinking you know the premise would be initially funny like would you rather be able to uh piss fire or only be able to piss when you have to put out a fire huh. <laughs> The other fun thing on Comedy Bang Bang is the sheer number of comedians on that show that initially reject the premise and refuse to engage with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, John, would you rather be able to put out a fire, only be able to pee when you had to put out fires or only be able to pee fire? Well, is it painful that I can't pee? Uh, it's, both of them are pretty painful. I mean, there's fire. Well, I mean, could... is it like, the pee builds? Hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. is it like, I magically never have to pee unless it's for fire-related instances? Well, it's a kind of a hybrid. I'm going to go with a hybrid result on this one, which is that uh, you can tell you have to pee, but it never becomes overly urgent you just have that nagging okay so oh, it's pee. not like you will die no. from not being able to pee unless you can find a fire to piss there's on there's a maximum have to pee that you, that you hit and kind of plateau now it doesn't that that's just a sensational thing obviously you, you when you eventually do pee to put out a fire like you get the accumulated pee of ages you know what i mean like <laughs> pee of ages <laughs> <laughs> pee of ages you can tell this is a self-indulgent episode because he did both pee of ages <laughs> Still peeing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking peeing. Yeah, so, uh, but but yeah, okay. So it, you, you hit that point where you like naggingly have to pee, but it never gets like, I am in pain. Okay. All right. Now, does the fire start within the urethra so that I am burning my own dick, or is it just like a cool flamethrower? Oh, good question. It's like dragon fire where, where like there's a secondary. Propel. You have a little set, tiny extra hole on the end of your penis <laughs> that fires a, a a reactant at the pee, so that the pee starts about so, an inch away from your so dick. So my yes. my dick gains like a little a little side thing that nozzle. comes out. Yeah, that's like like the mantle on a squid. Yeah, you got a little so siphon. It's just a mm-hmm. just a little lighter uh-huh. that pops up, and my piss becomes essentially flammable at that point Yes, that I'm shooting past a fire that my dick uh, yeah, creates. Yeah, you, normally your pee would not be flammable. It's only when it's combined with the special chemical from urethra 2 that you get... That you get it's, it's like forming epoxy. Okay. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. When I get horny, does the other bit also get hard? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's a terrible inconvenience. Okay. Unfortunately, it generally hit points backwards and kind of serves as like a little, you know... It's it's not it's like a barb. It's not. Yeah. Ooh, not good. Okay, well, I think I'm ready to to make my uh, answer. Okay, that's great. All right, (laughs) I'm gonna piss fire. Fuck everyone. (laughs) That's the correct answer. I give you six points in a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I will not eat that hot dog. Oh, that's probably good. It was peed on. Yes, (laughs) the gamble pays off. (laughs) I mean, it was really obvious. It was like a soggy, falling apart bun. Smelled like Gary Busey. Uh, God bless. Mm-hmm. God bless everything. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you want to talk about? I mean, You're the one who looked up a series of topics for this. I'm adrift. It's cool. It's <laughs> fine. I will captain you. I will navigate you Thank on you. these waters. That's good. You can be the master and I'll be the commander. <laughs> well, now we're just two tops. This isn't going to work. I know. That's fine. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Uh we can just we can just be territorial over the space. <laughs> I control the subs in the east side. You stay out of the east side. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Johnny Sandwich and I control the subs in the west side. <laughs> also, I'm Pot Donkey. Did I mention that? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying to walk here. Huh? <laughs> All right. So, great. By all means, lead on then, Captain, or Master, while I command. <laughs> uh, I've never watched that movie or read any of those books. Neither have I, and I will not. My dad's obsessed with them, but I... <laughs> I, I have only heard good things, yeah. and I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, some of the other things that, from the sort of early stuff, when we were still establishing what we would do and not, I used to work at a uh, friendly local game store. Yep, it's gotten a lot less friendly and a lot less game in general store. It's just less. <laughs> it has diminished, and I don't think it will go into the West. <laughs> this store is not walking past Nugget. <laughs> uh, but back in the day. You know, when I was doing that, Mm -hmm. if I let anyone know that we were doing this, and this is, like, before we even had a fucking Patreon or anything, like, still early, I remember someone came up to me with their, like, personally printed spiral-bound copy of an RPG that they had made and were like, I want you to review this. And I was just, like... Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I remember we were like worried that we were going to wheel. We had like maybe a thousand listeners at the time. Maybe. Maybe. And and we were worried that like we would destroy this guy's hard work. We we, we said, we were like, no, we can't do that to you, buddy. That would be, we'd we'd end up being even the slightest bit mean and we would destroy you and your dreams. And (laughs) (laughs) as if we had clout or something. Yeah. As if this person ever bothered to look up our show and listen to us anyway. Yeah. I mean, The thing is, back then, when we were like, we're only going to do old RPGs, we're only going to do like out-of-print stuff, we don't want to negatively affect, because, you know, we love the hobby, we don't want to fuck the hobby over any more than the hobby fucks the hobby over. Which it's doing just fine, thank you. Yes, everyone who is in a position of power in the hobby fucks this hobby over. Yeah. So, they didn't need us, and I was like you know, let's try and because we're going to be jokey and a little mean-spirited for a lot of these because they're kind of shitty, let's keep it to stuff where we wouldn't hurt anyone's feelings really or damage anyone's sales. Mm -hmm. And God, that was the first time that something came up and I was like, man, I am glad that we aren't doing this. I know. Because the idea that we would it was a pretty basic heartbreakers. It was recall. a, vi- it was very much a, hey, have you seen D&D? What if there were anthro animals in it as yep. well? That was all it was. It was just like, hey, it's just exactly the same as D&D, but there's dog people and cat people. And also I threw in more complicated armor rules because Every heartbreaker needs to have a one, thing. and I threw in more complicated whatever. You always have one thing where they're like, "This is the thing the D and D got wrong." A lot of the time it's just religions, but sometimes it's armor rules or hit or or uh, spread attacks or something. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, this needed hit locations, yeah. or this needed variable a wacky fumble table." Yeah, there needed to be a variable table for crits, shit like that. Yeah, so it was just this, it was just this cute little game. It's just like a D and D heartbreaker, which is the kind of thing where. To this day, if I encounter one, I'm not like, God, these are dumb, and I wish they didn't exist. It's more like, Oh, neat, you made one of these. That's great. You know? Oh yeah. And the thing is, if this had been a game like the everything the same, the exact text, if we had found that somewhere and it had came out in like '89 or '90, I would have been like, This is perfect for the show. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was someone who was like, Here is my precious child, please. Please tell me what you think of them. I think and that was, I was like, oops. <laughs> that was the first time I really thought about how, um, one of the things you can always say about a heartbreaker, no matter how bad, how stupid, ill-advised, uh, uh, I, I'm gonna draw the line of defensive. That one, that, that, when they're offensive or racist or sexist in some way, they shouldn't exist. But when you're talking about like, the like Dead Earth, for example, or, uh, that that mutant er, uh, apocalypse one where they had like the crayon version of uh, of American Gothic on the cover, yeah, like literally a crayon drawing for a cover. Is that no matter what else you can say about them, they got that shit published. <laughs> and that was the first time that I put I put that together in my head. I was like, you know what, I gotta it, always maintain a bare minimum grudging respect for some of these. Yeah, you had enough of a hair up your ass about getting this done that you managed to do it. Yes, it wasn't just. Oh, D&D fucked up and I will be angry about it. You're like, no, I will die angry and I will make a book about how angry I am. And I'm like, there's got to be some level of respect there. That's my that's my floor. And the and you lose the floor if, if the book is sexist or racist or something. But otherwise, no matter what silly book it is, you know, some fifth cycle type thing or whatever. I'm like, you know what? You did it. You had a dream and you realized it. You went after it and you grabbed it. And, uh, you know, for a long time there, I was like, Hey, I've never been fucking published. These people have it. And now I've been published a bunch. So I'm like, uh, also, I still just respect them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> also, fuck you. Now that I've been published, eat my ass. <laughs> well, I haven't been published with a role playing game yet. I do enjoy just looking through the, uh, the Twitter thread. Someone's favorite thing is whenever they say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do we say it wrong? Oh, no, I just, Whenever you, you I say someone's, oeuvre, yeah, I'm like, ah, yes, they're. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pronounce every letter. <laughs> See, one of us speaks no French, and the other one speaks halting, terrible French. You decide which is which. <laughs> you may ask us one question. <laughs> uh, which one of you speaks French? Ah, shit! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> well both of us lie so here's well, the thing else we have to do it in either not french or terrible halting french uh non <laughs> <laughs> Oui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it i i just i just love can i can i be a little a little sappy for a minute uh, you know what we're at the 50 minute mark i think it's the exact right time to be sappy the, ten, I, the last ten minutes is the perfect time to go full modeling. Good. Yeah, just like you're accepting an Oscar, even though we we haven't grown in years. Look, we've <laughs> never been nominated for anything, ever. That's, and I want to get real sappy here. That's your fault, listeners. <laughs> what the fuck no, are you doing? We would have to submit. like, the Annie's and shit, it's our job. We have to submit. submit I have never for submitted a... Th- submit to me, <laughs> listeners. Here's the thing. I don't want to win a fucking Annie, because if... if, if uh, if we even got nominated, there would be at least the three of the five other uh, the five podcasts nominated. Where they're like someone who's got something that we don't, you know, talent, talents, or diversity, a, dif- a, a difficult <laughs> upbringing or background. Where I'm like, I don't want us to win. I would vol- if 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 anyone else in the group wasn't two generic white dudes, they would be like, we we withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God knows that when I was looking at what won gold for setting, and it was that fucking. Critical Role Taldorai thing, and number two is the Jang I was like, ha, 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 love to see it. <laughs> that sucks. I saw someone fucking, there was an article on the AV Club recently that was like, D&D needs to embrace its queer, the people, the queer people who are making it famous. And can I tell you, the two things she cited as the queer people making yes. D&D famous now, none other than Critical Role and the McElroys. <laughs> ah, Famous queer icons. <laughs> yeah, at least one of the McElroys has occasionally done like the worst halting attempts to be like, "I see you, my bisexual brothers. I wish I was gay. <laughs> I'm not, though. I'm not. I'm not. Don't don't say I'm gay in the newspaper. <laughs> 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 I'm not. <laughs> uh. So I don't even. I, I I don't know what that. That was a fucking AV Club article, that, or maybe Kotaku that needed to do a little growing up. Yeah, no, that was when I saw that thing, and they were like. Ah, it is us queer people that are making this popular. And, uh, the ones who are doing it are Critical Role and the McElroy's and me. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, way to put yourself there. I just assumed, like, okay, this is, like, before you get maudlin, let's get, let's get nitpicky again. Uh, <laughs> you ever been in like a Facebook group? Like, like, no, for, no, never in your life? So when you join a Facebook group, usually because you're into some hobby, right? You're like, oh, I'm into whatever, recreational sky-fucking or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, I'm only professional sky-fucking. Thank you. (laughs) Where you get people who... Some people are just joining because they're like, I'm waiting to see if anyone posts any meetups for recreational skyfucking or whatever. Professional skyfucking. Our business mm-hmm. is pleasure. But other people are like, oh, this is my new little fiefdom. These are all my friends and I want to share with them everything that is my life. Yes. Because I know I have something in common with them. They're skyfuckers, recreationally. <laughs> uh, so they start posting fucking minion memes and shit in there because that's just what they do. That's what their interest is. Up, oh, it's wine o'clock somewhere. And then when you're like, hey. This is this is a thread for recreational sky fucking. Could you please post recreational sky fucking content? And they're like, I'm a recreational sky fucker, so everything I post is recreational sky fucking. I forget what my initial complaint I was. I don't know, but why I, I said think it that? was connected in some way, so I will leave you with that. Thank you and good night. John, please go all modeling on me. <laughs> no, I I am still absolutely amazed. And love all of the people that have, you know, whether they've, you know, just joined us recently and have discovered us within the past, you know, few weeks or the people who have been there since we first posted about it and fucking something awful. Like we have always said that our uh our listeners, our people that are fans of us mm-hmm. are so good Cause, god damn it, we, cause we see shit all the time mm-hmm. for like, you know, critters or any of the people who are fans of fucking anything else that either get super fucking rabid whenever anyone comes after that thing. Yeah. Or are like, if you change any one thing or do something I don't like, I will like turn on a dime and hate you. And, yeah, our and fans th- have th- we just really been like. That. Hey, if we fucked up, and there have been a few times where, especially in the early bits, we fucked up and got called out and were like, oh, fuck, thank you, and didn't do it anymore, and I'm just like, thanks, good, I love you, I love that you're willing to be like, hey, we're not going to like hold you on a pedestal and just be like, they can do no wrong, and if we fuck up, you don't just like yell at someone for calling it out, Mm-hmm. Well, for example, Hal Holbrook is like some kind of sports celebrity. Kevin and Cal was written by Bill Holbrook. Yeah, well, yeah. I and mean, I've done that a bunch of times. <laughs> remember Bruce Greenwood? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> He's the voice of Batman in the DC Animated Universe movie library. Not the beard man who takes inappropriate photos. <laughs> that is Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> That's Alan Greenwood. <laughs> Oh, wait, Alan Greenspan. That's who I meant. (laughs) Uh, Sterling K. Brown is the guy who blew his own head off in the Shane Black Predator movie. I know who people are. I apologize for being wrong constantly. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe, by the way, that the, the Shane Black Predator movie is the worst one. Which one is that? It's the one where Sterling K. Brown blows his own head off and they have that truck full of military prisoners who are like all have mental illness. Oh oh the the second to most recent one. Yes, and it's not very good. It just wasn't very good. And like all the other ones have been great. Well yeah, because I mean, granted, the- we're setting aside the A V P franchise. Yes. Those are trash. Honestly, I kind of liked the first one. I never saw (laughs) Requiem, but I watched the first one. It was like, this is the exact level of trash that I want. Requiem was, you'd probably like it more than I did. It was like a Halloween slasher type movie where Uh it's like, oh, there's teens swimming in a pool. I bet you can tell that they get gored up and then the pool's all bubbly with blood. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of thing. We're like, that would make sense for Xenomorphs or for Youtjahs. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm interrupting your your heartfelt feelings with minor nitpicks about media uh, things, so... Well, hey, that's what I do. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I just, I just love that the people who support us aren't awful. Cause yeah, nice. I mean, in the same way that I look at a lot of, you know, like we were saying, people who are actually famous in the industry are great at fucking the industry. Uh-huh. Like, I don't ever want to have a point where I'm like, oh no, I have to distance myself from my fans because We're the type of people that get shitty fans. (laughs) That is true. We have never had that happen. I only have to distance myself from fans because I'm scared of people. Yes. You have to (laughs) distance yourself so that they don't come up to you and ask for peach cobbler. (laughs) Bits. Old bits. That never ha- No, did anyone ever ask us for cobbler? No. Although someone did say that apparently if we're wearing cargo shorts at a con, then we owe them free candy if they That's come right, to us. That's right, because we keep the, the, the pockets on the cargo shorts are exclusively for candy. Yeah. That, that is an old bit as well, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which I I think at least one con, I stuffed my pockets with Jolly Ranchers for that purpose, and it never came up. Of course not. No one's going to remember our dumb bits except for... The people who are like, "Hey, I remember that. I will never go to a con that you are at." I'm like, "My, my friend." And I'm like, "That is fair enough." And that's also safe because I'm never going to a con again. <laughs> never, Sc- never again. Screw that. They've all become complete danger typhoid zones. Huh? Like a Gen Con right now is completely full of babies. All these people who had no, COVID... not anymore. Now it's over. <laughs> That's true. It is over now. Uh, but apparently, uh, everyone who had COVID babies straight up brought them to Gen Con to get them on the family tradition of COVID. Yay! So, no thank you. But, you know, maybe someday. Maybe, maybe. someday. When either I'm immune to all diseases because I've ascended to some sort of energy being form. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only solution I can see to that now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some Web 3.0 bullshit. That's probably it. Some some Web 5.0 bullshit where I can send my avatar. Oh, yeah. No, we'll get those full haptic suits and we'll Mm -hmm. go ready player one and have a con in, Mm -hmm. you know, ultra space. And that's when we'll find out that you can get COVID through your haptic ultra suits. (laughs) Ah, finally. It was Mike Burles' idea. I mean, at that point, I'll be like, I don't know what, 70? And I'll just be like, (laughs) that's fine. I can die. If I'm still alive by the time that happens, fuck it. Just (laughs) roll me into a gutter. Let the gutter make use of me. (laughs) Let nature do what it wilt, for I have no use anymore for this. And by nature, I mean the street about six blocks up from from the Golden Nugget, you know, where the lights (laughs) stop. (laughs) Just roll me into a nearby Cheese Dudes dumpster and let it do what it will. Mm -hmm. By then, Cheese Dudes will be a real restaurant, but uh, Bezos gets all the money from it. No. <laughs> now I'll stay alive just to make sure he doesn't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I, I'm very appreciative of what we've been able to uh, to find among fans, listeners, yeah, and fans, what we, and so on. What we have built here, I, I appreciate what has happened. I love that we've got a good community. I love that we have been able to do this for ten years and don't hate each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, the fact that. We turned what was just like, hey, I feel like doing something creative. And then I was like, podcast is not a creative color. And (laughs) we did it anyway. I never said anything creative. I wanted to make money off it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. It took us years to think to monetize it. And even then it was still like, oh, we need to open a Patreon or I have to close this because I make $8 an hour at a Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. And... You know, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll open that. And then you were like, I did it anyway, and I fucked it up. And I'm like, well, too late now. <laughs> That's fine. Everything's fine. We can fix it. We're going to go monthly sometime this year. At some point. Just you wait. It'll happen. <laughs> I know we've been saying that for a year now. Well, no, because we we were we said we would do it, and then they put us on the list of people who said they wouldn't do it. And then they were like, okay, well, now you can do it if you want. And I was like, oh, I do really want to, but there's a reason we couldn't at the time. I think we're upgrading something. We are now pretty much clear to go to monthly. Um, but, you know, we will. We will go to monthly. We will finally be a regular monthly podcast like everybody else. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that much. We've got a whole thing in the horizon, folks. We're we're looking to change our our, our host servers. It's been it's been <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> it's been 10 years and we are finally going to somewhat minutely get our shit together a little bit and we're doing that more or less by like hiring a company to do it for us cause... please get my shit together we're going to shitgatherers.org. Mm-hmm. they're gonna come together get our shit Put it in a bag, and we will thank them for it. Yeah, but we are we are working with a uh, a brand a a company to help kind of get all of our servers in order, so that all of our RSS feeds go all the way back. Oh, they go all the way back. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can listen to every episode. Uh, It's going to be the whole goal is by the end of this year, we should be a lot easier to access and listen to. That's the goal. Yep, we want to make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because we want to monetize all the thousand plus episodes we've made. It's just mostly because of that. It's just, no, it's just that. No, it's pretty much only that. <laughs> so, hey, uh, let me see. System mastery. What was your favorite thing? <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about system mastery, uh, it has to be, as much as there's a lot to enjoy about system mastery, I think my fa- if I have to narrow it down to one thing, one thing. And not just a generic thing. Just a thing. One thing. Yeah. Uh, you, it's, can't, you can't say the tone. <laughs> uh i really like mm, the writing okay no uh i'm gonna say my favorite thing in system mastery from the past 10 years has been sharing a workspace with you oh my friend yeah especially this big open one so you can't smell me yeah no i definitely can <laughs> damn it <laughs> put some deodorant on you motherfucker it's hot i don't want to <laughs> that's why you put it on uh No, I'd probably say my favorite thing from the past 10 years has been a steady paycheck at a job where I don't constantly want to not get out of bed in the morning and hate myself for working it. Mm-hmm. Now, what per, would you say someone, your favorite thing is? All, th- all the opportunities to get out of bed and hate myself immediately. <laughs> all these opportunities to wake up and have one person say a negative thing. Yeah. And John, I'm like, I'm like, John, they're all hating us on the internet. <laughs> they all hate the bit if we did. one person complains, it's because 10 people hated it. I know that's supposed to be the opposite of those customer service classes they make you take and, and when you have real jobs. I You know those ones where they like show you a video of the Pikes Place fish market where they're all like singing and throwing fish around, and then they turn the video off and they're like, doesn't that look like fun? Never improvise, sing, throw food, or do anything. <laughs> We're a family here, but I swear to God, if you try and take a day off I had to do that at fucking at, at SeaWorld. I worked at SeaWorld for a while as a tour guide, and they made us watch a video about, like, fucking Macy's or some, some fucking department store that was, like, famous for its customer service. And someone's going to correct me on which one it was, because I don't I'm remember. Sure. But it was like a guy returned a car tire there once, and they were like, oh, here's your money back. We don't even sell car tires. That's how good our customer service is. And I was like, that's not customer service. That's just lunacy in in the name of being able to make these videos and sell them to SeaWorld. Yes. Um, but when they turned the video off, I was like, so if someone shows up and tries to return a car tire to me, they're like, obviously, no, don't, you can't, you can't. And I'm like, why the fuck did you show me this? <laughs> so my favorite thing about System Mastery is not having to return car tires. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> uh all right no man obviously it's been i spending all this time hanging out with my good buddy john and getting all this work done hell yeah we we, we make a good team friendo <laughs> good team now for an awkward stinky hug yeah yeah that we'll- was my least favorite part of system <laughs> mastery <laughs> all the awkward stinky hugs every time we had to have an awkward stinky hug <laughs> Now, all of the not-awkward, stinky hugs, fine. Those are great. The natural ones that feel right? Yeah. yeah. And they smell, you just lean into and, them. And they smell so good, and you're like, oh, he's given all of himself to me right now. This is a real one. You're yeah. like, man, I feel like I've been here mm-hmm. for like ten minutes and th- three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's just time is no meaning here within the bosom of your arms. There's no eye contact because it's a good hug, and yet somehow I perceive eye contact. <laughs> I can feel us... Staring into each other, not with eyes, <laughs> but with something deeper. With our hearts. <laughs> heartache to heartache. Do you do want to actually do least favorites? I don't really want to. I've had a really good time. I mean, I would say my least favorite thing is all of our recording conditions have been shit because we're poor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to say the least favorite thing about System Mastery has 100% been those early days of two of us sitting around <laughs> a snowball mic uh-huh. and just being like, this is how you do things. I'm sure of it. <laughs> this is how every podcast works. I assume. I assume two people sit as close and uncomfortably as they possibly can and talk into the same round mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think my least favorite would probably be all the goofy mistakes I've made over the years, like not setting the pod- the, the Patreon to monthly and getting a bunch of people's names wrong. Yeah, those things tend to haunt me. Yeah, I, I will wake up six years later and be like fucking bruce greenwood (laughs) bruce so master bruce that's definitely my least favorite thing (laughs) uh would you do system mastery some more uh or again i would i'd probably do system mastery Mm -hmm. i'd I'd probably get her done throw a shot Mm -hmm. yeah i'd Uh, probably (laughs) lay system mastery down tenderly on a bed of roses 10 more years yeah All right. Ten more years. Ten more years. Ten (laughs) more years. I'm not starting to chant. There's only two of us. Oh, no, wait. I hear people outside the garage door. (laughs) They're trying to get in. (laughs) Oh, shit. Zombies. Don't dead. Open inside. (laughs) All right. Well, that's, uh, you know, go to the Patreon. Hey, hey, go to the Patreon. Here's a little thing. What are we going to do for bonus content? Ooh, oh, shit. you're going to find out. I didn't even think about that until this exact second. I did. Oh, good. You had a thing. Okay. All oh, right. I've got a plan. And baby, you better find out by going to that Patreon.com slash System Mastery. $1 level, cheap as dirt. Get in on it. 10 years less than that, but, you know, many years of content. Mm-hmm. All of it opens before you. The flower spreads its petals, welcoming you in to yep. this content I, wait what georgia o'keefe huh? paintings <laughs> you caught me getting distracted yeah that's right i <laughs> caught you fucking around i was fucking around i was checking something <laughs> uh but yeah head on over to the patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery join us help us keep doing this we've been doing it for 10 years if we can get more people, we can maybe do more stuff, get something good. That's all or we want. maybe, maybe we might take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> never. I mean, that's the whole point of going monthly, but otherwise, never. Never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are definitely going to start video content, though. We have all the stuff. Yeah. I spent many dollars on stuff for video, so by God, you will see us. Well, like I told- Porky was- Pig in it. <laughs> You'll never know. It's all waste up shots. Yeah. Or it's all waist down shots. So you just won't know it's us. <laughs> so you won't know we're Porky Pig in it because you won't know we've got shirts on. <laughs> I found out that, well, we, what we've been calling porking Pig in it is uh, called shirt cocking at, at, uh, uh Burner fair, uh, events, like Burning Man and so oh, on. Oh, that's terrible. And it's, Look, it, it's, the, it's accept, viewed as terribly negative. I'll accept Donald ducking it, mm-hmm. but I prefer Porky Pig in it. Per- Porky Pig in it just rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shirt cocking is what they call it at Burning Man's and so on, and it is, it is a faux pas. And Burning Man is fucked up. Yes, I would never go. Yeah, because they the, call it shirt cocking. That's stupid. That's not hell. good enough. Porky Piggin, guys. God damn. And they're gonna be like, uh, "That's that's reference to a brand. That's not." Uh, mm. I don't want to bring any money into the Warner Brothers. <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Yeah, well, brains out, suns yeah, well, out, how brains much, out." How much money did you spend on being here? Because I've heard it's usually over to eight thousand dollars per person. Yeah. How how much money did you spend so you could go be natural and and away from all of this? horrible capitalism. By building a whole city somewhere and living in it for a week. And then, Actually, I don't even blame regular burners for that. That's the rich ones. The ones who, like, ring the outside of it with, like, perimeter-guarded RV enclosures that have pools and shit. No, I'm blaming every burner. Oh, if okay. you go to Burning Man, it's because you have too much money and more than sense. <laughs> yeah, or come you, at me. Again, yeah. that's at Gurgle yeah. Spasm. Or you've got an angle where people are taking you for free. Oh yeah. And no, then, if you're then, if you're a hot lady and someone's like, let me take you to Burning Man, and you're like, ha, sure. You're not getting anything. Yeah. Because I'm gonna get so much free drugs. Because all the people I've ever had recommend that I should go to Burning Man have all been like my hot lady friends, and they're all like, you should go. It's an amazing. Experience. Everyone's it's so so nice, friendly. Friendly. and I'm like, I will die alone in the fat in the desert is what will happen if I go to that. <laughs> I will crawl up to someone's camp, and they will go, ew. <laughs> The fuck are you doing here? You look like you work for Warner Brothers. Now fix my goddamn internet. Because <laughs> I work for Warner Brothers. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm sure that's wrong. I'm sure we would be welcomed with open arms. I'm sure it would be a beautiful, joyous community, and we would go there, and everyone would be happy to see us, and they mm-hmm. definitely would be like, come, drink of my water, and partake of my weed. And I'd be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'd rather die I, I of dehydration, please. <laughs> I'm just going to walk past the nugget. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a good one, and we'll see you again for the rest of time. love Star Wars, but kind of wish you didn't, then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love, and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.